This is Train Your Body with Melanie Cole, an expert guest from the American College of Sports Medicine on Radio MD. Cardiorespiratory fitness in young adults was associated with a lower risk of cardiovascular disease and death. But we're talking about this study with Dr. John Higgins because we were just talking about overweight and obesity with the associated risk of cardiac death. Now we're talking about basically just the opposite. And my guest, fan favorite, Dr. John Higgins. So Dr. Higgins, now hey, let's Melanie. speak about this one instead. When I say cardiorespiratory, I, I paused there because I was going to explain to people what that was, but then I figured I'd let you do it. You're the cardiologist. Oh, absolutely, absolutely sure, Melanie. So basically, cardiorespiratory activity or fitness, this involves the heart, the lungs, and the circulatory system working hard to deliver those oxygen-rich blood to your muscles. And the, we know that people that are exercising regularly and particularly pushing it, you know, doing a little bit of interval training, high-intensity kind of training mixed in with their regular aerobic activity will develop a, a increased sense of cardiorespiratory fitness. And we can, we can actually test it with a machine where we measure, we hook something up to their mouth where we can measure their amount of oxygen that they're breathing in and carbon dioxide they're breathing out, as well as hook them up you know, with ECGs and figure out how much work they're doing. And we can give a, an exact kind of measurement to how, uh, how fit they are. And what the, the measure that we use is, is what's called a um, VO2 max or a maximal oxygen consumption. And the higher that number, the more fit they are. Well, okay. So when you explain to people about VO2 max and that elite athletes and marathon runners such as yourself, Dr. Higgins, have a much higher ability to utilize oxygen more efficiently, what do you want people to know about the general populace and about about getting their kids and themselves in that better cardiorespiratory fitness? And you mentioned a little bit of high intensity, a little bit of interval training. What else can they do? Yeah, well, well, um, they can do, essentially, they can, uh, aerobic activities are at the heart of building your cardiorespiratory fitness. In, in other words, you know, things like a walk, walking, fast walking, jogging, swimming, bicycling, basically those sort of activities where you're using kind of large, those large muscle groups in repetitive types of motions, they are the types of activities that will really, really improve the amount of pumping action of the heart, improve the blood flow, improve the oxygenation, as well as, as we mentioned, you know, mixing it up a little bit. So maybe, you know, one day you might go uh, a little bit slower, you know, maybe one day you'll, uh, every five minutes, you know, you'll just go really, really hard for uh, 30 seconds, you know, to improve your VO2 max. We know that really pushing, pushing it or going kind of hard out, really full out, that is one of the best ways to increase your VO2 max. And, and this study, Melanie, was looking at younger folks. They were aged 18 to, to 30, about 5,000 individuals, and they did a, a treadmill exercise baseline testing of their cardiorespiratory fitness, and then they followed them up uh, approximately 30 years. And what they found, Melanie, and they did the treadmill several times, what they found, amazingly, was that each additional minute of their duration on the treadmill that they were able to go, that reduced their risk of death by about 12%. So, Seriously? You know, 
Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, t- 12 to 15 percent. So, so in other words, you know, if you are able to have a higher VO2 max when you're younger, it looks like it will prevent you from, you know, dying. I mean, it, it'll basically add time and years wow. to your life. So that's a, but it does require, it, it's a, it, an investment, Melanie, of time. I mean, you know, th- this means that you're doing at least 150 minutes of moderate exercise a week and probably doing a little bit of interval training most, uh, most weeks of the year. But, wow, doesn't that pay off? I mean, It you know, does, but now, so, so if someone just has a standard tr- stress test, Yes. And and they're not you checking VO2 max. It's just your basic stress test where EKG is watched and response and recovery and all those mm-hmm. things. Is this something that you would tell people, you know what, why don't you request a VO2 max test when you're doing your stress test or if you're going to do a test? I mean, is it something they can request? How do they get that done? Well, the, the, the study that they they did, they actually did a lot of the patients that they did in, the, in this study, they actually did just a standard old treadmill and just recorded, you know, they had to go as long as they could on the Bruce protocol. And um, however, other others folks have done the VO2 max uh, protocol. Now, most medical centers and uh, rehabilitation centers do offer to do cardiopulmonary testing, uh, Melanie, and most of them do the standard treadmill. Some of them do the stationary bicycle. And, and essentially, it's kind of like doing a regular old uh, treadmill test or, or a stationary bicycle test. They hook you up with the ECG, you know, they'll check your blood pressures and everything. But the one difference is that you will have this breathing tube hooked up to your mouth, which will be essentially monitoring the amount of oxygen you use and the amount of CO2 produced. And the idea is that as your VO2 max improves, you will become more efficient and you will be able to go to a higher level of work using less oxygen because your system can use less oxygen to create greater work than someone that is not in cardiorespiratory fitness. So you can certainly do it. I would probably recommend for most people, but, um, you know, as long as you do a little bit of interval training, most, um, uh, you know, once a week or once every other week, that probably will help to increase your VO2 max. If you really want to get serious about it and get actually, you know, get the numbers and and see where you are and, and make a significant improvement, uh, because you're, you know, sem- semi-competitive uh, or, or you're training, certainly you can request to have these done, and uh, they can be done. The only th- issue w- may be that because it's not a, quote-unquote, you know, medical indication, you may have to pay out of pocket for that. But, you know, it's it's a great thing to to have, I think, if you have never had it, just to sort of get an, a, an accurate picture you know, how, what is your cardiorespiratory fitness compared to the general population, you know, of people your age? And, and also, Melanie, you know, it can actually detect problems. If your VO2 max is significantly abnormal, you know, abnormally low, maybe it, it's an underlying indication that there might be something going on. It might be your blood count's low, you know, you're anemic. It might be that you've got a problem with the heart and the lungs that you didn't know about. So it's actually not a bad thing to do, particularly if you're thinking about taking it up to the next notch with your exercise. That's great advice. It really is. And it's definitely something I even myself am going to look into as as I'm 51 years old. It's going to be time for me to have a stress test soon. And and that would be cool. As you say, one of the important things in, in health advocacy is knowing your numbers. And so why not know that? So wrap it up for us, Dr. Higgins, in the last minute here about 
knowing your cardiorespiratory fitness in young adults and why it's so important? Well, we know that cardiorespiratory fitness or, you know, how healthy and fit your heart, lungs, and cardiovascular system are is critically related to almost all of your other organ systems, how well you can function with your brain, how well you can exercise, how good your blood pressure is, how good your cholesterol is. And we know that having good cardiorespiratory fitness not only in the short term gives you benefits where you'll be more active, alert, sleep better, you'll be able to function better, but in the long term, Melanie, now we know it will actually help you live longer and prosper and have a healthy, wealthy life. Oh, we got a little Star Trek reference in there, too. Live longer and (laughs) prosper. That's awesome, Dr. Higgins. You're listening to Train Your Body, Motivate, and Perform with the American College of Sports Medicine heard every week here on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central. We love the American College of Sports Medicine, and you can see more about them at acsm.org. This is Melanie Cole for Radio MD. Stay well.